Many people think they know the stories behind famous sports moments. They can recall the big win, the score in the final seconds, and the players' big personalities. But behind every seemingly amazing team, player, and win, there's an even better story. Rewind the Play seeks to tell the full story of some of the craziest and most iconic moments in modern sports. Hi, I'm your host, Morgan Lane. Welcome to Rewind the Play, a podcast that takes a closer look at the biggest upsets, plays, and players, and changes everything you thought you knew about some of the most iconic moments in sports. Today's episode is part two of our Tiger Woods episode with guest Skylar Heggie. When we last left Tiger, his career personal life, and reputation had completely fallen apart, and he's now trying to put the pieces of his life back together as he begins to focus on his golf career again. Flash forward to 2017, he's still continuing to have back problems. Um, Despite having all of these surgeries and doing rehab and everything he doesn't play in the 2017 masters because he doesn't feel like he's ready in 2017 his world ranking was 1199th in the world and towards the end of 2017 he played in the hero world challenge in the bahamas even though this wasn't a major tournament he really really improved and it was clear that he was kind of back on his game Um, And his world ranking went from that very low number to 668, which was the biggest jump in the world rankings in his career. So he had really fallen very hard, you know, both in public opinion and in the rankings. And he's just now finally making his way back. In 2018, he continues to um, move up through the world rankings and eventually moves up to the 26th spot in the world rankings and he's finally looking like a winner again so with everything that had happened with tiger he had a lot to overcome um and i think for a lot of people it wouldn't have been possible he had you know basically a career-ending set of scandals he had major major um injuries on his back and his neck and had to go over extensive surgeries And he also really had a lot of people counting him out as a golfer and not considering him to be a serious golfer and thinking that he was washed up. How difficult do you think it was for him to overcome that um, just with his mental game? Oh, I mean, extremely, right? Like you have to think about, I'm sure he was thinking about trying not to let his dad do a pass down, right? Because that's the man who gifted him with his golf game. Um, And so I'm sure there was an element to that and not wanting to let him down. Um, And I think like also the normal person does not have, you know, so many major surgeries without the intent for one to finally, you know, get them right and get back out there. Right. Like that's someone who clearly cares. Um, And obviously the money for the surgery wasn't the issue, but just 
the mental toughness to go into five surgery rooms, knowing the risk, knowing he could have passed away on any of those tables um, for the game that he loves says a lot. Um, and I also think people counting him out, like he knew what he was capable of, right? He, he was the person playing golf. He is Tiger Woods, right? When he was destroying everybody in major championships, um, I mean, there were golfers that were probably praying that he wouldn't come back because they knew how, what he was capable of. Um, and I think that speaks a lot to just his natural talent, but also to his mental toughness. So Tiger is looking really great in the, 2008, in the 2018 season, and people are starting to talk about him again, um, obviously, as the Masters are coming up in April in 2019. Um, so did you... Were you, had you followed Tiger at any point during this time before he started playing in the Masters? Mm-hmm. He definitely started to improve his game for sure. Um, because making the cut on those tournaments is no joke. Like people look at, you know, the greats such as Tiger and like getting cut is such a big deal. But like he has to play his heart out to make the cut every year. It's not easy. So he definitely made a big leap there of consistently making the cut um, and competing with some of the younger golfers that were coming into the game at the time. So in 2019, Tiger won the Masters, obviously. Um, So I think it's very interesting because I didn't really hear a whole lot about Tiger you know, there was, I don't think anybody was really betting on him to do that well in the Masters, let alone win. Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes sense, right? You have guys like Rory McIlroy, who, um, super young guy, you know, has had already been performing super highly. You have Dustin Johnson, um, who was, I believe, number two in the world at the time. He's still super highly ranked, great golfer, but I mean, I think those were two of the biggest names in terms of of betting um, on the Masters, right? Because those were safe bets. They're great golfers. But I I agree. I don't think anybody had Tiger Woods um, to put their money on. So what did you think about Tiger's performance in the Masters? It's definitely one of those performances where at the start you're you're watching and you're kind of like, this is going about as well as I expected, to be quite honest. you know, you had DeShambo and Kepka at one. Um, and, you know, like you said, Woods was tied with 10 players at 11th place, right? Which isn't bad at two under, but definitely not enough to win a tournament like the Masters, right? These are the best players in the world. And so going into the second round, you kind of see him make that big jump from two under to six under to be tied for six, um, only one stroke under the five players tied for first which is huge, right? Because, I mean, four strokes in one round is is a big jump. Um, and he's clearly poised himself to jump into the lead at some point soon. Um, the third round, he, he makes another big jump, goes to 11 under to tie for second. Um, and at this point, Molinari, Molinari from Italy was two strokes ahead of Tiger um, at 13 under. And so I think a lot of people were like, you know, Tiger is making this jump, right? That this guy's looked really good and he's got a solid lead um, of two strokes. But then going into the final round, um, 
you know, Molinari kind of fell apart, right? Like he, he went down two strokes and this is where Woods, you know, he, he struck, he jumped up two strokes to 13 under um, to take the lead from three people that were 12 under. And that would be Dustin Johnson, who was a pre-betting favorite, as we mentioned, Brooks Kepka, who was another great golfer. Um, and then Xander, who were all at 12 under. So, I mean, I think looking at the the Masters from top to bottom, Tiger just strategically like kept chipping away at that lead, kind of starting in the lower ranks of the first round, but then just continuing to make these leaps to where, you know, maybe he wasn't seen as a threat, but clearly by the end, he, he showed why he should have been. Definitely. And I think that kind of speaks to his, um, you know, obviously the younger players have um, a bit of a physical advantage you know they don't have as much wear and tear on their body but I think that speaks to how Tiger has been in the game for so long he knows how to play the game he has a strategy Um, and I think he really played that out well very very well in the 2019 Masters yeah absolutely I mean at the time he won the Masters I want to say he was around 44 Um, but when you look at guys like Rory McIlroy like he was I think he was late 20s, maybe even like 30 at the oldest. Like these are guys that are at least 10 years younger um, and should be viewed as in their prime. But clearly that it didn't matter because, you know, at the end of the day, if I mean, if you have a bad day or even if someone's really, really on, then they can beat you. Um, But I think it's that's the beauty of golf, right? Like other sports you can't, you can't make a lead like that. Like there's not going to be an athlete that's 40 in their forties. Right. And just the best at their game that just doesn't happen. Right. But golf's one of those things where there is physical elements to it, but I think even more so it's mental. Um, and clearly Tiger was mentally fit for the masters. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. Yeah, he was actually um, 43, and he became the 11th oldest player to win a major and the second oldest Masters winner. The only um, the only other was Jack Nicholas whenever he won it at 46. Um, it was 11 years after his last major win in the 2008 U.S. Open, and it was 14 years since his last Masters win. Do you remember whenever he won it? Yeah, I do. I mean, I was to be quite frank, like I was watching it most of the way through, I think because of, as you were mentioning, he had looked better the year before there were some people that were mentioning that Tiger Woods, you know, could come out and actually make a, make a splash in the tournament. And so that got me and millions of other fans pumped to just see Tiger hit. Right. So I watched the masters, not for anybody else, even though Tiger wasn't in the lead, but for Tiger, um, one speaks to how good he was in his prime and what his, you know, his brand and his name means. Um, and I watched him make those leaps of, you know, he looked better day by day. Um, he definitely had some miss hits. I think he hit one in the water at 12, maybe um, hit a tree on 15 or 16. Right. But still came back. And I remember him um, getting on that last hole. He gets all the way up to the green makes a beautiful putt, right? And the crowd just goes berserk. And he's, you know, pumped up as he should be. I mean, his family's there. People are crying. Like, it's sports at its finest. And, I mean, it was 
arguably the best comeback story in the history of sports. And I think that just, I mean, it's hard to put in the words. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it's, I think it's so beautiful. And Tiger, in one of his post-game interviews, he talks about it being a full circle moment. I think we all saw that picture of him um, whenever he first won the Masters and he's hugging his dad and he has his um, signature red polo on. Um, Tiger talks about his mom always wanting him to wear red because it was like a, you know, a color of power. So he has this red polo on and he's like hugging his dad so tightly. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's the picture of him whenever he wins the 2019 Masters when he's hugging his kid. Um, So he said in 1997, my dad was here and now I'm the dad. Um, So I think it was just so amazing to see, you know, again, the mental toughness, but also I think it's interesting to see how, um, I think it's interesting to see how sports are able to be so redemptive for some people. Um, You know, he really did fall basically as low as you can. And he was able to come back in such a powerful way that um, I think a lot of people were able to reevaluate, you know, kind of him as a person and maybe come to the conclusion that, you know, the way that he had been treated and judged was unfair. Yeah, for sure. It definitely showed vulnerability, right? Which makes, you know, us as the the viewer and fan um, just be able to relate to the athlete more, which I think helps the viewers get an understanding into his life. Right. And it, it makes us see that maybe this guy wasn't so bad, you know, he just messed up. Um, and maybe, you know, if we messed up and it was put all over the media, maybe we wouldn't do so hot with that either. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I love how you brought up the the dad and um, Charlie, his son, the, the pictures and how they looked very similar. And there's a lot of overlap with that. Um, because I think it's a generational game, right? I think Tiger's dad wanted him to succeed in the game that his dad loved. And now Tiger's doing the same for Charlie, right? Um, I don't know if you're familiar, they did a, uh, I believe it was like a father's charity golf tournament. Um, And Tiger and Charlie, and this, I think this was last year, um, they actually placed second, which is incredible because Charlie is like super young compared to the others, a father-son tournament. the team that won was John Daly and his son, but his son's, I think, an Arkansas freshman golfer, right? Whereas Charlie's like not even in high school. And Charlie was the one that was doing so good in the tournament. Um, and Tiger Woods was told by Charlie to pick it up, Dad. So I think just the generational game is really fun to watch. Yeah, I really love that um, element of golf. I think it's interesting how golf has this, um, you can do it with your family. Um, and I think that's really cool to see how Tiger was able to create that bond. And I'm sure had so many meaningful moments with his dad that he looks back so fondly now that he's passed away. And I'm sure that Tiger is so thankful for those moments, but also grateful that he's able to do that with his son, um, and be able to pass down not only his love for golf, but also his father's love for golf. Yeah, for sure. So just kind of wrapping up, what do you think Tiger Woods' impact has had on this young generation of golfers? So people who were watching him whenever they were children. I mean, I think he changed 
the whole stereotype of golf, right? Like he was one of the first and best African-American golfers that really took headlines and started winning a bunch of major championships, right? Um, whereas the stigma before may have been the typical golfer was a 65-year-old Caucasian male, right? So clearly he changed the narrative um, for, for younger golfers that, you know, this doesn't have to be a rich man's sport. This doesn't have to be a necessarily white sport. Like this is a sport for everybody, despite what the narratives may have used to been, right? Um, and I think that was super inspiring to a ton of young golfers. I think that, you know, some of the 18 to 24 year olds that are currently professional golfers now um, in interviews will mention Tiger as one of the people that got them into the game, right? Which is super powerful um, and definitely spoke to his, to his influence and name. Well, thanks so much for being on Rewind the Play. It's always a pleasure. Yes, thank you for having me. And um, I look forward to hearing the rest of the podcast. Thank you for joining us on Rewind the Play. If you like this episode, please consider leaving a like or sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time.